Talk Real Estate with Sharon McNamara. Brought to you by Boston Connect Real Estate Services. Connect with Sharon now at 781-837-4900 and online at bostonconnect.com. Now, here's Sharon McNamara. And good morning to all my South Shore neighbors. This is Sharon McNamara. You are, of course, listening to Talk Real Estate with Sharon McNamara. And I have one of my favorite, favorite guests here with me. I haven't, I wasn't here with you the last time, but you actually filled in for me so I could take a little time off. So I appreciate that, Mr. Mark Stiles from Stiles Law. How are you? I'm doing well, Sharon. Yeah. Uh, thank you for having me. I'm glad to be back. Yeah, you did a great job that time when you filled in for me. Thank you. Yeah, that was awesome. You it were was like fun. solo. Right. Yeah. Well, I had the three guests, so they we we had a good flow going. It was yeah. fun. And you yeah. were used to it, so were how were they? Were they a little nervous or whatever at first? Yeah, we we free floated, and they were like, "You don't have any notes. What are you doing?" Blah blah. blah. <laughs> yeah. So they were a little nervous, but they they did great once they got uh, settled in. It was yes, fun. I did. I did listen to the show afterwards, and it was you know. Um, I wasn't around, but we have all of our shows on our podcast, which is Talk Real Estate Radio. So uh, you can actually go to talkrealestateradio.com and you can find all of the shows or you can go on if you have an Apple phone or whatever. I guess all the phones have iPod stuff on it, right, Ryan, you think? I think they can get podcasts. Podcasts, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, just podcasts. So I have a yeah. podcast. It's Talk Real Estate Radio anyways. If you want to listen to all of our past shows, and you actually did the pan – I always want to say it wrong. What is it called? Mass uh, the Pan Mass Challenge, PMC, the okay. Pan Mass Challenge. Yeah. yeah. So we talked a little bit about that. We got sidetracked because all of them uh, – it was Rich Murphy, Tony Pina, and uh, Dana Jr., who we were talking – specifically about recycling homes, but we got off topic because we all actually trained together and rode mm-hmm. in the Pan Mass Challenge together. So we That's ended awesome. up speaking. speaking How much did you um, get when all your donations? I um, still have to go online. Am I yeah, still have time to yeah, do that? Yes, you do. And okay. so does all of the listeners. Um, yeah. Yeah. I got sidetracked just the past couple uh, of weeks. So. The donations are open until I believe October 1st. And okay. that's at pmc.org. And our team, our goal was, I think, 50,000, and we're, we're closing in on 70,000. Really? Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's awesome. How many people are on your team? Uh, I think there were nine Marshfield residents that were part of that team. How much? Because when I originally, when I saw that on Facebook or I saw it somewhere, and I know you were at some event and I had seen it, and honestly, like when I watched your video, it actually gave me goosebumps. I was <laughs> like, I'm so proud that I yeah, know him. That was a fun. That was a fun day too, filming that with Mike Last, a okay. young, uh, new new college graduate, uh, film student slash really? now producer. Really, yeah, that's he awesome. He had done a. Uh, he had done a. Uh, a film, a documentary that he f- um, submitted to Nesson. And mm-hmm. with 20,000 entries, he came in fourth on wow. the documentary. Yeah, and he did a uh, he did a promotion for the skate park in Marshfield, yeah. uh, the video skate park, to get the fundraising uh, jump-started on that. It was actually for their Kickstarter campaign. And um, and I know his sister very well, That's so awesome. I, I reached out to him, and he was excited. And So does he work locally? Fun. I think... I'm not sure, huh. actually. Yeah, I'm he did sure. a really, really good job yeah, on he that. Did. So he did. Yeah, because when I initially went on, I was like, oh, I'll do my donation now. And then, you know, you don't have your credit card in front of you. And of you're like, all right, I'm going to go back. But at that point, it was like 1700 I was like, what? Why so little? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and now you're up to over 70000 I think. I'm not. Don't quote me on it, but right. I think we're, we're well, either too late. right there. We just there. said it out loud. <laughs> right. I don't know. What do right. you think, Ryan? I can't. 
backtrack. I, did, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. You have a yeah, seven-second delay, right? Yeah. yeah, I made him cut something last week, actually. So, <laughs> Shh, we won't tell anybody that we are able to do that type of stuff. And we also have Madison McCarthy with us this morning. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good. You're doing great. So, Madison is my intern over at Boston Connect Real Estate. She works with me and Mary, helping us do all of our stuff. You'll be going back to school what in a couple weeks? Yep, September first. Yeah, that's going to be a happy day for you and probably a sad day for us. But you're going to stay on board, right? Yep. Okay, we got that on tape and save that clip. Guys. Yeah, yeah, save that clip. If I could have that separately, that would be great. No, Madison actually takes care of the podcast. So she oh, cool. is the one who uploads all of our shows and puts them on there. She gets everybody's fun pictures on there, cool. does the magazine thing and all that. She does a really good job. So I think that she should be in marketing myself, but you know, she has to follow her dream. I don't, what is the dream? Not sure yet. Oh, really? Seeing where it takes me. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Positively. So uh, Madison was actually my intern from Marshfield High School. That's what, two years ago now? Uh, just about yeah. last year, almost a year and a half. A year now. and a half ago now, so we kept her on. So, Mark, other than you being, you know, the best of the best attorneys in the area, <laughs> real estate attorneys, my favorite, of course, with Emmanuel. And I have yet to meet Ben, but I'm looking forward to doing that. I should just pop in one day and say hi. Yes, you should. He's a great guy. Very, yeah. very intelligent guy, too. Yeah. And your staff, everybody over there, Gina and everybody else, they're awesome um, at coordinating and doing everything that they do in the back end. It just gives me comfort, and everybody knows this. I'm very transparent when I'm on the show. It gives me, I'm very, um, I don't, I don't trust many people with my clients because I have OCD, <laughs> self-proclaimed, non-medicated. Yes. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, but I always know when I send my clients your way that they're getting taken care of from, from start to finish. So I really appreciate that about you guys. But other than that, so it's Styles Law, which you're right here on 139. Right. What's the exact address? Uh, 892 Plain Street, which Plain Street is 139. We're right between uh, Sullivan Tire and Santander Bank. Oh, yeah. I never think about telling people the bank. I had some somebody who had to go there last week and I told him it's next to Sullivan Tire. So. Right. Um, that's I'll get awesome. you there. Yeah. So what else is going on with the boys? I mean, we never get a chance. Every time we talk, it's always business. So tell me what's going on with the boys. And I know you like to do some coaching and all that stuff. Yeah. So we've been we've been pretty bogged down with uh, the flag football program is getting started again. Uh, so as the summer ends and we are saddened by that, we are excited that football season begins. So uh, as you know, we started a flag football program here in Marshfield for the Marshfield residents, boys and girls from kindergarten through eighth grade. Mm -hmm. um, and we just had our draft on Thursday night and mm -hmm. uh, the teams are setting up, still room for, for people to uh, enter in. And uh, we always leave a few spots on each team just in case for those late entrants. But we're trying something new this year with our sixth, seventh and eighth grade division. Mm -hmm. uh, we always play that division on Friday nights yep. under the lights at the Boys and Girls Club. And uh, we do that so that the kids can play other sports. You know, we, oh, yeah. we don't conflict with club soccer, hockey, basketball, any of the sports that all the the coaches are trying to uh, hold their players year-round now. Mm -hmm. uh, Friday night seems to be an open night, so we've been able to capture these these athletes and, and maintain a, uh, a pretty solid program through 6th, 7th, and 8th. But this year, Sharon, what we decided to do is kind of step outside the box a little bit, and um, we decided to have parents be general managers and not coaches. So our 6th, 7th, and 8th grade uh, players are actually going to self-coach hmm. their own teams, and we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I think that that will be interesting. Actually, it's given them some really good life skills, don't you think? Yeah, what what we're doing is um, we're we're trying to teach leadership mm -hmm. and see how uh, the leaders will rise to the top and take care of the rest of the team. And we're actually 
really kind of stepping back to see how um, they do with equitable playing time. Yeah. You know, we know how the parents deal with it and the coaches uh, who are dealing with with their own children and mm-hmm. their players and the friends and who they think is good and who they don't. It'll be interesting to see how the players view mm-hmm. and how they are uh, taking care of one one another. So do they know all of this is going to be taking place already? or is They that do. We've been, um, we've been promoting it uh, throughout the summer um, in a way to, to help capture some of these athletes mm-hmm. um, who are out doing other things because it's a really, really fun sport. Mm-hmm. Um, and at that age group, if you're not uh, playing anything else at the time, it's 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 just really enjoyable, and it's and it's very limited commitment. Mm-hmm. We're not even having practices this year for them. Oh. There there's not a required practice component to it. We're going to have um, optional clinics. Mm-hmm. So every Monday night we'll have a different clinic, such as a quarterback clinic, uh, running back clinic, rece- receiving clinic, uh, defensive back clinics. But we're also going to um, implement a uh, referees clinic. So for these Mm -hmm. kids that matriculate out of our program who want to stay in and and referee for fee, um, they'll be able to do that the following year if they take this clinic. As well, we're going to implement a um, tackling clinic. Mm -hmm. So the whole goal for our program really is so that, you know, certain families have options. If they're not ready for tackle football yet, here's an option for them to learn how to play football without the contact. But then when they do or when they are ready to matriculate out of our program and into the tackle program, we're trying to make sure that they're as ready as possible. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we're going to we're going to um, implement the tackling clinic as well. So we're going to bring some of the actual tackle football coaches in to help teach them the proper the way, proper way to tackle so that when they go day one to play for a tackle football team, they'll be that much. Further well, how ahead. old are they when they start doing that? Uh, they can start playing tackle football as early as second grade. Oh, really? Are I, your boys doing that? Are no. Are they in the tackle? No? No. So similar to other families, we have options. And, and internally, our family has decided that seventh grade is the grade that will allow our children uh-huh. to play tackle. And my oldest is in seventh grade, so he's starting this year. Yeah. And he'll be the first test product for this flag football program. who will play both tackle and flag. Okay. And we're also we're hoping that more tackle football players will also play on Friday nights as you know their practice gets over at mm-hmm. six o'clock and they can come and play into the so night Friday with, night with your son like he, he's just starting now as the seventh grader but some other people who are starting in second grade you yeah. know will they be more like is that like it's I would be worried even you know what I mean because there might be a little more aggression with those kids who have been playing for a long time so I think that the clinics that you're offering are probably going to be helpful for those kids who do wait. Right, right. Well, for example, I wasn't allowed to play tackle football until ninth grade. Okay. So I think that was a, a little bit late. Yeah. But at the same token, it's never too late with football. That's yeah. one sport that if you're athletic, you can jump right into. Mm-hmm. Um, had I had the ability to play flag football prior to that, which wasn't available yeah. when we were growing up in the hundred years ago, yeah. uh, but <laughs> when uh, Madison agrees, yeah. <laughs> but I think we would have it would have made the transition easier, easier and then yeah. w- a- adding this ability to have this tackling clinic will even make it better for them. But um, to your point with respect to the players who have been playing for a long time time will tell we'll see you know whether uh somebody steps in and decides that a contact sport is for them 
yeah. you'll know right away. Yeah. So I'll let you know at the end. Well, what's interesting, I love the idea about having them doing some of the coaching for a couple of reasons. One, the leadership aspect yep. of it I think is great. What you should do, and I'm sure you already have this planned, is I'd be curious to see how many of these kids that you have that are starting that 6th, 7th, and 8th grade, when they get into the high school, how many of them end up being the captains and the co-captains? Mm. Are they going to be the ones that shine with that leadership skill? You know, just always. I remember with Mackenzie when she played um, she played ice hockey, and she was at Notre Dame at the time. And when she was a freshman and sophomore, she was on uh, JV. She was the captain of the JV team. And she went in with, like, positive quotes yeah. and just things like that. Yeah. So it was sort of interesting to see how what her spin on it was. Yeah. And then um, really, really glad she left that sport because, first of all, it's way too cold. And <laughs> as they get older... <laughs> These women are bigger with all that equipment and everything. So I was always worried because hockey is, whether they say it is or not, it's a contact sport. Oh, you sure? Yeah, scary. So now she does volleyball and, you know, I love that. And she's playing, you know, D2. She's up at St. Michael's and they started preseason this year. And, you know, she's really into all that. But she also became an RA. So that shows some of her leadership qualities as well. So that will be an interesting little... I don't want to say that your kids are going to be sort of like a... Guinea pigs? Yeah. They are. <laughs> a petri they, dish. They, they are. And, and and that's our point. We really are uh, taking this as an experiment to see how it's going to play out. So is one person going to be the, the coach of the team, or are they in collaboration coaching each other? So the way we set it up, there's always two coaches per team. Yeah. So each uh, coach has a child on the team, and then they draft the rest of the team. And we max out at 10. Uh, we play five players on the field at a time, um, but they will be considered general managers. They won't be mm-hmm. titled coaches. They're going to be general managers. So the goal is, is you know, they've drafted their teams. They have yeah. their team in place. They're going to create the playbook that the team mm. will follow, but and they'll teach the playbook, and then they're just going to hand it off to the players and step back. And the theory will be that they'll also get involved where necessary if the experiment fails and mm-hmm. kids are sitting on the bench longer than they should, then they'll get involved and mm-hmm. and step in. Um, but for the most part, they're going to be fans mm-hmm. sitting there watching uh, at timeouts. They'll be able to bring them together and, and yeah. motivate and talk them up and get them ready to, to keep going. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, they'll be fans. In fact, we've implemented a rule that if they are uh, caught coaching from the sideline it'll be a 10-yard penalty oh really and good. loss of down hmm. so I we'll see how really it goes i know that penalty isn't a good thing but i don't know anything else about any <laughs> right. of it so but i'm going to come out there on one friday night cool. and i'm just going to watch well it's a lot of fun we um every friday night we do something a little bit different we've had a live band out there mm-hmm. uh, vitamin z a local band is a lot of fun with some classic rock and roll playing. i'm really really good at dancing do you want good. me to do yeah. some dancing yeah that would be awesome <laughs> Yeah. And, uh, you know, Ryan I, can join me. He can be the little DJ out there one night, Ryan. Yeah. Ryan yeah, sure. and I are yeah. Biffs now, by uh, the way. He, yeah, he calls me Shat. I call him Rye. That's just where we are now. <laughs> we're at a good point. We are. We're yeah, there. Yeah. We're there now. We are. <laughs> so, we're Biffs. We're Biffs, for sure. So, well, that's exciting. And that's one of the things I love, too, is that, uh, you know, taking the time. Obviously, this is a talk real estate show. So, again, you're listening to Talk Real Estate with Sharon McNamara and Mark Stiles from Stiles Law, along with Madison from Boston Connect Real Estate. And I love the aspect of you being you're very involved, not mm. only in your business, but with the kids in the community and for other sources when you did, you know, you did the bike ride and everything. So to me, that's just a good collaboration of all kinds of nice qualities that I love about a person. And you're 
very fair and reasonable as an attorney, which I love too, because I feel, and you know, my common saying, I said this about Emmanuel yesterday um, in my office, I was talking to my client who was a little, you know, he was, he wasn't upset. He just didn't understand timelines. And he's right. like, I can't do the closing at that time. It has to be at this time. And I was like, well, let me call Emmanuel and see what we can do. And um, I said, Emmanuel is very calm. He's one pulse short of being flatlined. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, Well, like, you know, life is about balance. It's mm-hmm. about, uh, you know, getting through without too much drama, too much stress, and, mm. and doing what's right. You don't right. like drama? No. Come on, in this industry, no Do drama? Not like it. <laughs> I know. I shut it down. Well, someone tried yelling and screaming at me a couple of weeks ago, and I was like, you know, there's really nothing you can do or say that's going to make me right. fight you right now. There's nothing, nothing. Right. I have nothing. <laughs> so right. it ended up peacefully, anyways. Good. So, anyways, we're going to talk law now. We're going to talk all about real estate law, uh, which I always say it's very important. You know, when I have my clients, the most important step, especially right now, one of the bigger demographics that I'm working with are people who are buying, you know, selling one house and buying another. Right. Like, and we call it right sizing, right? right. Yeah. And and it's it's not a downer. This is not downsizing. But they don't understand that when they purchased that house 25 or 30 years ago that they probably didn't use an attorney, didn't know what an attorney was, had no idea who these people were at the, the table, the closing table. Sure. Right now, today, you cannot buy a house without an attor- a real estate attorney. Do you sort of agree? Um, you know, technically, you technically speaking, you I think can. you can. Legally speaking, you can. Uh, mm-hmm. Whether you should or not is, is another uh, question. But... You know, 25 years ago, the documentation was much mm-hmm. more limited. Um, there was, you know, a, a settlement sheet, a note, a mortgage, and maybe two or three disclosures. Now we're talking about 120 pages of documents. Is that really about how many yeah. it is? The yeah. UFI clause? I was like, why? Why yeah. do we still have this UFI clause? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's for another day, that topic. Yeah. But, um, you know, as a seller of real estate, as a buyer of real estate, it, it just makes sense mm-hmm. um, to have an attorney who understands real estate as yeah. opposed to someone who happens to uh, practice in the arena of domestic relations or, or criminal law or litigation or something like that. Uh, to have a real estate attorney by your side is a comfort. Yeah. And I think that you know the ins and the outs. There isn't much that you haven't seen in the past. Right. So you're able to sort of, you know, corral all those issues and be able to smooth them over quite easily. I know a lot of times when I work with people and they're like, well, my cousin's, you know, friend is an attorney and they're going to do it. And one of the other things too, and I have a client that's going through the process right now. So I'm really curious to see how this turns out. But there are some larger companies that offer you know, as a employee package or a benefit that we're going to, you know, we we have a list of um, attorneys that we recommend that you use and we're going to pay for that service for you. And a woman recently sent me one and there were 10 attorneys on it from the South Shore. I never heard of one. Right. And what are the chances of that? Um, They're pretty good with those prepaid legal services or benefit package mm-hmm. type of attorneys. Um, so there, the, the way that works is the attorney signs up to be on that list and they agree in advance to certain fee structures, which are below market. Yeah. Um, and a lot of times what they're doing is they check the box. You know, what type of law do you do? Yeah. I do this, 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 and this, and this, and this, and this. Um, so you're going to get folks that have checked the box of real estate that really truly aren't real estate attorneys. I mean, the the community of real estate attorneys is quite small and that's why you recognize a lot of the names because they come up deal after deal after deal because people understand that real estate is a specific 
very focused field. Yeah, and that's why I was actually quite surprised. I asked her, I said, well, why don't you just send me over the list, you know, for the South Shore, and I'll let you know who I've worked with in the past and, you know, who does a really good job. And I'd say we're pretty fortunate on the South Shore. We have a lot of good, you know, attorneys that do a great job, and you guys work well with each other, which is really nice. It makes my job a lot easier because you guys do a really good job about taking the emotions out of it, and I tend to help clients through the emotions of all of it, you know. Um, But hopefully, you know, I've tried to convince her that she should take my referral. So I'm hoping that maybe she still will, Uh, but we haven't gotten to that. But we have to take a break, right, right? Um, When we come back, we want to talk a little bit more today. Our main topic, we want to talk about different ways that people should be setting up their deed. What do we do if you're getting divorced? What do we do if your spouse passes away? What do we do if both people pass away? What do the children do? Uh, Get into some of those legal aspects of selling real estate. Sounds good. We'll be right back. Hello, my name is Mark Stiles. I'm the principal attorney of Stiles & Associates, a law firm located in Marshfield. Our practice focuses on real estate transactions. So if you're looking to purchase a property or sell a property, think about Stiles & Associates. Whether it's the home that you plan to raise your family in or looking to diversify and purchase a real estate investment, the attorneys at Stiles & Associates can help. Whether your transaction is traditional or one that's more complicated and unique, such as a short sale transaction, a bank-owned property, or a foreclosure, we can help. Our goal at Styles & Associates is to make sure you understand the entire process, have all of your questions answered, but most importantly, are adequately protected. So give us a call at Styles & Associates at 781-319-1900 or check us out on our website at styles-law.com, S-T-I-L-E-S-law.com. Styles & Associates, where personal service and professional excellence still matter. Has this ever happened to you? Splish splash, I was taking a bath. Ooh, I smell. If it's time for a new septic system or you want repairs to the one you have, it's time to get a hold of Casoli Sand and Gravel today. Is money tight? No problem. Casoli Sand and Gravel offers in-house financing. So if you don't... Then it's time for Casoli Sand and Gravel. Visit CasoliSand.com so you can just breathe. Casoli Sand and Gravel. Are you thinking about selling your home or buying a new one? Are you a first-time home buyer or perhaps just right-sizing? Do you have a buyer's agent? Do you know if you really even need one? What is home staging? Will it really help me sell my home faster? Do I have to have a home inspection? How much home insurance do I need for my new home? How do I handle my estate sale? What are home sale contingencies? Have you heard that you have to put 20% down to buy a new home? Did you know that that wasn't true? Are you worried about environmental issues? What is radon, lead paint, and mold? Is there a difference between a foreclosed property or a short sale? Do you need to have a Title V inspection to sell your home? What do you do if your system fails? Are these questions you have but you don't know who to ask? Hi, I'm Sharon McNamara of Boston Connect Real Estate. Call my office for a one-on-one consultation with me or one of the many dedicated agents at Boston Connect Real Estate so we can talk real estate. It's easy to connect with some of the South Shore's most experienced real estate agents. Go to bostonconnect.com, bostonconnect.com, or call 781-826-7300. 50% more talk real estate absolutely free. Talk real estate with Sharon McNamara. Now, one hour every Saturday morning on 95.9 WATD. 
And we're back. Good morning to all my South Shore neighbors. This is Sharon McNamara. You are listening to Talk Real Estate with Sharon McNamara, Mark Styles from Styles Law, right here in Marshfield. Our first little session there, we were talking about all the wonderful personal aspects of the things that you do for the community and the kids. And I can't wait for Friday night watching flag football. Never saw a game in my life. You'll enjoy it. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Do each team have different color flags? I could go on and on about just this. For it's actually it's <laughs> it's implemented through the NFL. So every oh. every player has an NFL jersey. Really? Uh, yeah. So each team is uh, is separated by the NFL licensed team. So yeah. the, you have the Bengals playing the Jaguars and the. That's yeah, Cowboys playing the Eagles. Yeah, it's fun. Does it's everyone fun. fight to be a Patriot or what? We don't have it. So the teams that we don't order jerseys for are the Patriots, the Jets, the Giants, for obvious reasons. Yeah. Because <laughs> Patriots Why fans we? don't like those teams, <laughs> and no one would want to be on those teams. And uh, for political correctness reasons, we chose to eliminate the Redskins from our roster this oh, year. Really? Yeah. Look at you. You're, you're very organic. Do you yes. like not eat GMO and all that other stuff? Uh, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> we also have Madison with us this morning. Madison is our intern. Actually, she's one of my assistants, actually. She helps me and Mary over at the office taking care of all of our personal business stuff. We kept you busy this summer, didn't we? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. crazy, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's so good, too. She's so smart. Like, I want to hire all 19, 20-year-olds. How old? 20. 20. I want to hire all 20-year-olds because I'm like, would you mind going onto the computer and trying to figure this out? Yeah. And then she comes back and it's like, like yeah. everything's done. Yeah. I'm like, would you mind doing a little research on this type of a flyer? Come back. And I was like, really? Yeah. Yeah. So she's really super smart. So I'm not going to tell say much more about that, though, because I don't want anyone to steal you from uh-huh. me. Okay. <laughs> yep. So I already have yeah, her booked. I'm yours. <laughs> all right. Perfect. Perfect. We actually, she's like one of my daughters. I took her away when she was my intern. We went to, where did we go? We went to a Virginia, seminar. We yeah. went to Virginia. I took her, oh, called fun. her mother. I'm like do you mind if I take her yeah. to Virginia? She's like, uh, okay. <laughs> but she's the same age as Mackenzie, so it worked out perfectly. It. Yeah, Got it was great. Cool. So, um, again, you are listening to Talk Real Estate with Sharon McNamara and Mark Stiles from Stiles Law. We're talking a little bit now. We're going to get into a little bit more about what do we do how should we be setting things up? And by things, I mean deeds, I mean mortgages, all of that stuff, just so you are properly, I don't know, what's the word I'm looking for? Taken care of, prepared, protected. protected. That's a good word. Well, a lot of that, uh, it, it, most people, as you know, are purchasing properties with financing. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times the bank or the mortgage company or the investor is dictating how title has to be held. Okay. Um, by way of who the approved borrowers are. So if you're a husband and a wife, more likely than not, you're going to be uh, holding title as husband and wife, as uh, tenants by the entirety. And what that does is it gives an added protection. It creates a a commonality of the husband and wife as one for creditor purposes. But there's always room to have the homestead declaration uh, recorded as well. Uh, but lenders are very hesitant to lend to corporations, trusts, any entity that's trying to limit the liability of the owner. Okay. Uh, so, like I had just said, they dictate how the title is going to be held, and it's usually in your individual name. So, with that, that could create problems down the line. Okay, so if both people, in some instances we see that, you know, maybe the wife doesn't have the best credit or the husband doesn't have the best credit, so the mortgage is going in one person's name. Right. So does that mean that the bank would dictate and say, okay, you're the only person on this mortgage, you're the only person on the deed? Well, <clears throat> you know, that that's a complicated question. Um, but what 
we recommend mm-hmm. in, a, in a situation such as that where the husband and the wife are purchasing or financing a property together and mm-hmm. one or the other has uh, credit issues. Mm-hmm. So the bank doesn't want to add them to the application so that it would pull down the group together, the uh, aggregate borrower, the husband and the wife. So a lot of times what they'll do is they'll, let's let's take the, uh, the husband for example. The husband has bad credit and the wife has great income and great credit. They purchase together but they want to own it together. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're still a team. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because one of them has bad credit doesn't eliminate the fact that they are a team and they're buying this together. But the document that we're talking about, it's really not the deed and the mortgage, it's the promissory note. So yep. who's obligated to pay back the loan is the person who promises to pay it back by way of signing the promissory note. And those are the terms of repayment of the loan. So if you borrow $300,000 from ABC Mortgage, um, you're going to have to pay that $300,000 back at certain rates and yep. terms on, as, as dictated on the promissory note. So if just this wife is signing that note, then technically she's the only one obligated to pay it back. So um, what we tend to do is we tend to say, okay, and, and with that, she's the only one who's going to have her credit reported, both yeah. positive and negatively. So if they go into a, a troubled situation and default, it's not going to affect the husband's credit. Mm-hmm. But inverse to that, if they're making their monthly payments on time, he's not going to get the credit that will it. benefit for the good credit. But what we like to do, going back to the team philosophy, the husband and wife purchasing together, but one has uh, adverse credit issues, we still have them take the deed together as okay. husband and wife. But without having signed the note, the bank is going to say, okay, well, we can't allow the husband now, if we get into a default situation where the wife fails to pay or the team fails to pay, but their only obligation or obligor is the, is the wife. If she fails to pay, we need to be able to redeem our property to yeah. foreclose on the property. So what they have the couple do is if they're going to take title together on the deed, which mm-hmm. means they both have ownership rights to the property, then they both would have to sign the mortgage. And the mortgage is the instrument that allows the bank to foreclose. Okay. So basically what the couple is saying is, uh, or the husband in this situation is saying is, I own the property. Mm -hmm. I don't technically owe you bank any money. However, if my partner here, in this case, my wife doesn't pay, then I can't stop you from foreclosing on us. I can't stop the action by way because I'm on notice that you have this lien on our property. In fact, I've granted you as an owner of the property through the deed, I'm an owner and I'm granting you these certain rights by signing them away on the mortgage. So what if the wife should pass away? Can he continue to pay that mortgage? That's a very interesting question. I'm uh, just full of them, yes, aren't I, today? Are. Wow, you look are. at that. So, <laughs> so in that case, through the terms of the note, the note would probably be in technical default because the the only borrower is now no longer with us. Okay. Um, 
But what we've seen in practicality is that if the bank is receiving payment, they're not going to raise any red flags. So technical default means that the terms have been broken in the document, but whether they choose to accelerate on that default is up to the bank. Okay. Um, I would venture to guess that if the surviving spouse, the one who's not on the note but is on title, continues to pay, then the bank probably isn't going to accelerate on that note, although they have the right to. Yeah. Well, maybe at that point, too, hopefully they have their credit in line and maybe, I mean, have banks done that before? I know that you can't. Like a modification type. Yeah, maybe a modification. But I know you can't, like, sell off your loan or your mortgage to somebody else, right? So wouldn't that. You being the borrower? Yeah. Well, it's not yours. So the holder of the note is the actual bank. Bank. They own the rights to the debt, basically. Yeah. Um, so he could then refinance, um, he could sell, obviously, yeah. um, or he could continue to maintain a technical default and continue to make the payments mm-hmm. on the... All right. So let me back up a little bit sure. more. So let's just say that the wife will stay with the same scenario. The wife is the one that is on the, we call it the mortgage, right? Well, sh- on the, the wife promissory would be on note. everything. Okay. The wife's on everything. Okay, so the wife is the only person that's on any of anything from the lender, okay? The husband doesn't sign anything. Let's just well, say that. technically they do sign. Well, they sign the mortgage, as I yeah. mentioned, because they have to have the ability to foreclose, and they do sign certain documents. But So, so let's call the wife the borrower and the husband the uh, non-borrowing occupant or okay. non-borrowing owner, I think, is what the Free lenders do. No. <laughs> Now, now. <laughs> I'm it teasing. a lot more than you no, think. No, no, no. I'm only kidding, obviously. Okay. Um, no, let's just say that the borrower, the wife, decides after everything, maybe they're, you know, th- they're given the advice, we think that you should be on the deed. The husband should be on the sure. deed as well. But they decide, you know what, we don't want to do it that yep. way. We just want, let's just let Susie be the borrower yep. and let Susie be on the deed. Yep. And that's it, period, amen. And just keep the husband and sort of out of it just because he, we don't want you know, his past to come, whatever, his credit or whatever. So that's what they decide to do. Susie, the borrower, passes away. Then what happens? He has nothing, right? Uh, Well, no. So he has his marital rights. Okay. Um, So hopefully they've created an estate plan that allows a very smooth process to get the property uh, into his name. Mm-hmm. And you guys uh, don't do any of the estate planning. No, we do. St- you do do we some do, of that stuff and too? We, okay. And we also do the post-mortem planning, which is, okay. uh, you know, uh, he would come to our office and say, Susie died. You know, what do we do? Okay. And we would file a probate for him and, and help the chain of title go back to him and do what he needs to do from there. But um, so hopefully there's a will in place. If there's not, He's the most logical mm-hmm. personal representative, so he would still appear in court and say, you know, there is no will. I'm the surviving spouse, and I need to follow through and mm-hmm. uh, make this make this chain of title come back to and me. And then, okay, and then if he decided he wanted to sell it, he would have to get a license to sell and all that if he Correct. can't afford to keep the house himself. If if there was no will. Now, if there was a, a carefully crafted will, mm-hmm. usually uh, it would state in there that the uh, personal representative, which we used to call the executor mm-hmm. under the new probate code, everybody's called a personal representative, Okay. Um, that the personal representative would have the ability and right to sell the property 
without any court involvement, without any license to sell. And it's a one paragraph. We look for them, you know, 10 times a week in, okay. in, in title examinations because part of our title examination, if someone died, is the probate file. And within the probate file, there's typically a will and we're, we scan right to it. We see the paragraph and we say, okay, no license to sell is necessary. Well, that's good. Um, without a will or with a poorly crafted uh, will, without any language giving authority to the personal representative, then yes, a license to sell would be required. And it's a little easier than it used to be. The mm -hmm. new code has made the process a, a tad bit easier, but nonetheless, it's court involvement that yeah. you know may or may not be necessary. And sometimes those situations when both spouses pass away and or both parents pass yep. away and then the children are taking over, yep. the consequences and the different things that are going on with that. What are some of the struggles that you've seen? Because I've had a couple of situations where it's been a little difficult based on that. Well, it's it's a similar scenario as Susie having died and, uh, and being the only title holder on the property uh, as it would be if uh, father and mother died and the siblings, they would be stepping in as the personal representative again with a properly uh, crafted estate plan, then it would be a lot smoother than without any mm -hmm. estate planning. Um, regardless, again, uh, unless the property is held in trust that can be conveyed outside of the probate court, a probate file will have to be opened mm -hmm. um, and a personal representative will have to be appointed, whether it's appointed as directed through the will or through a petition to the court saying, you know, I am the oldest sibling. My other two siblings are here listed assenting to me being the personal representative. Mm -hmm. I'm a accountant by trade or what have you. Any, any, any reason is good reason as long as the other siblings are also assenting to it. Mm -hmm. But as we've seen in a number of occasions, Siblings don't always get <laughs> uh, along, and it gets really no, it's hairy. it's so weird, isn't it? Mm. It happens, I'd say, a majority of the time that I've seen. And and then when I've, I've one I had an issue with was it was a uh, second marriage, but long term. It was a very long marriage, sure. and he passed away suddenly. But he had a reverse mortgage. Now I was the buyer's agent on this. It was years ago, um, along with Cindy Ford, one of my agents, and I wasn't. She was more the lead person anyways and I was there helping her through the process but he passed away suddenly and they had a reverse mortgage and they recommended that the wife come off of everything like off of the deed off of everything well before they got a chance to put her back on for whatever reason they had to do that I have no idea he had passed away so she wasn't on anything mm -hmm. so then they had to go through the process of probate and license to sell but they have to put that article in the newspaper and all that and one of the kids who was estranged or whatever just did not like her at all he fought it so they almost were not those sellers were almost not able to sell the property hmm. so it ended up being a little messy yeah we've seen some interesting scenarios that uh, once both parents pass the siblings don't quite Get yeah, along. Get along. Well, and that all can be taken care of, though, in the will. I mean, that's one of the things I'm really surprised of. So I know we have to get to a break soon, but you've heard myself with Alyssa McNamara, yep. um, and we do a program called Financially Secure Women. Yes. And it's been such a success, and we're going to get back into that, too. We actually have an event coming up in September. Um, but one of the one one of the uh, programs that we did was on setting up deeds and, I mean, wills and trusts yep. and all that other stuff. and 
I'm sorry you weren't invited, but you're not a female. <laughs> it's all women panels. It's fine. <laughs> so, um, but the woman who was there, the attorney that was talking about it, she was really great about it. But one of the first questions I asked everybody in the room was, well, how many people have a will yeah. in place? Yeah. Mark, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. I was in a room with, you know, there had to have been 50, you know, between 50 and 75 year old women and maybe three people raised their wow. hand. Yeah, we, we see that all the time. Yeah. So I guess that that would be the biggest advice that I have for people is you just really never know when something is going to happen in life and you should really be prepared. I mean, you and that's one of that's what we titled it. It was like leave a legacy, not a burden. Right. And it really is true because the kids there at each other all the time because of these things. All right. Well, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll talk more about this and then some of the questions I had too is what if Susie and the husband were in that situation where he's on nothing and then they get divorced what's going to happen then so we'll be right back hello my name is Mark Stiles I'm the principal attorney of Stiles and Associates a law firm located in Marshfield our practice focuses on real estate transactions so if you're looking to purchase a property or sell a property Think about Styles and Associates. Whether it's the home that you plan to raise your family in or looking to diversify and purchase a real estate investment, the attorneys at Styles and Associates can help. Whether your transaction is traditional or one that's more complicated and unique, such as a short sale transaction, a bank owned property, or a foreclosure, we can help. Our goal at Styles and Associates is to make sure you understand the entire process, have all of your questions answered, but most importantly, are adequately protected. So give us a call at Styles and Associates at 781-319-1900 or check us out on our website at styles-law.com. S-T-I-L-E-S-law.com. Styles and Associates, where personal service and professional excellence still matter. Imperial Inspection Services, complete home inspection services, radon testing, featuring on-site results with electronic testing, lead paint inspection, Title V inspection, pest inspection, including FHA and VA. Call seven days a week, 1-800-440-1141, or visit them on the web at imperialinspectionservices.com. With 28 years experience in two convenient locations, Braintree and Cape Cod, except credit cards for all services rendered. Imperial Inspection Services, 1-800-440-1141. 1-800-440-1141. Are you thinking about selling your home or buying a new one? Are you a first-time home buyer or perhaps just right-sizing? Do you have a buyer's agent? Do you know if you really even need one? What is home staging? Will it really help me sell my home faster? Do I have to have a home inspection? How much home insurance do I need for my new home? How do I handle my estate sale? What are home sale contingencies? Have you heard that you have to put 20% down to buy a new home? Did you know that that wasn't true? Are you worried about environmental issues? What is radon, lead paint, and mold? Is there a difference between a foreclosed property or a short sale? Do you need to have a Title V inspection to sell your home? What do you do if your system fails? Are these questions you have but you don't know who to ask? Hi, I'm Sharon McNamara of Boston Connect Real Estate. Call my office for a one-on-one -on -one consultation with me or one of the many dedicated agents at Boston Connect Real Estate so we can talk real estate. It's easy to connect with some of the South Shore's most experienced real estate agents. Go to bostonconnect.com, bostonconnect.com, or call 781-826-7300.
50% more talk real estate absolutely free. Talk real estate with Sharon McNamara. Now, one hour every Saturday morning on 95.9 WATD. And we're back. Good morning to all my South Shore neighbors. This is Sharon McNamara. What a beautiful Saturday morning we have. I'm so happy that the sun is shining and <laughs> things are good, right? Things are good out there, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we have Ryan. He's he's my right-hand man, my left-hand man, right? You're the one who coordinates everything for the show now, which has been That's fabulous. Right. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, you've been great. Yeah, well, really, thank you. Really, really good. You're so good with my schedule and all of that. We have to get some new commercials getting going, though. We also are here today with Mark Stiles from Stiles Law, who is located right here um, in Marshfield on Route 139. Uh, you are wonderful at what you do and mostly, I don't know if I should say that, mostly real estate law? Yeah. And then, but real estate law, a big part of that is also the trusts and wills and estate planning and all that other stuff? We, well, it's an ancillary product of, of the real estate. So our focus, our general practice is real estate transactions. Mm-hmm. But from that, we end up helping folks uh, get through the, the uh, end of life process, which is the probate process, and then yeah. uh, planning better for that process. So we do some estate planning as well. Yeah. And that's what one of the things I was saying about the Financially Secure Women event that Alyssa uh, Reed and I do together is that a lot of the husbands were actually calling in and calling me privately and saying, you know, I really want to send my wife to this, right. you know, so we are going to do an event coming up. I'm not sure which one it is, but we're actually going to invite the spouses to come to that too. So we'll be able to bring men on the panel. So you should come to the panel. Be loved. I'd love it. Yeah, that would be awesome. I and mean, we've had some really good results with that. I mean, we've had three so far with the first one. I think we had 80 women. The second we had uh, probably about 65. And wow. so, yeah, it's been That's a really great. good event. It's a so, great idea. Yeah. You know, it's really just about, you know how I am. Like my motto is you give it out in slices. It comes back to you in loaves. It's not about, you know, hey, you Sharon McMahon to sell your house. Yeah. It has nothing to do with that. It's right. just like, are you aware of these things just right. to try to make sure that people are doing, doing the right things and lining them up with the right people. Right. It's huge. Well, it's amazing, you know, in our day-to-day business the what we take for granted that people just they they're not aware of absolutely so and i'm you don't surprised know, you don't know yeah and i'm surprised almost every single transaction of something different that happens right. so one of the things we were talking about off the air we were talking about Susie um a little bit we're going to just sort of get past that because we really don't want to make this about negative things that happen it's just things that happen that we are sort of there uh to pick up the pieces a little bit i o- i often say to people too is you initially call me because of real estate but generally it ends up being something else in the end um but i do get called a lot for divorce situations and what happens if Susie and the husband who's on nothing get divorced? Uh, well, it depends what the court uh, dictates. So a lot of times when Susie and her husband get divorced, they file a petition for divorce with the probate court, which is a different division of the probate court than what we were talking about earlier in the show when uh, somebody dies. But So the probate court has those two divisions. It's actually considered the probate and family court. Uh, but one of those divisions within the probate and family court handle the um, separation of marriages and the divorces of marriages. And the, the separation agreement between the husband and the wife would usually typically dictate what is going to happen with the real estate. Oftentimes, the judge or the mediator or whoever is dealing with the, uh, the separation or the end of marriage will decide that maybe selling the property is the only fiscally responsible thing mm-hmm. to do. Um, and they'll, uh, they'll dictate that and instruct uh, the parties to engage a real estate agent and mm-hmm. sell the property and the proceeds be split uh, however, 
however it's uh, directed by by the court or by the parties mm-hmm. in agreement. Um, sometimes there is no equity there. Yeah. Um, so, you know, they're just selling it to unload the debt obligation yeah. that's there. Sometimes what we've seen is uh, if there's young children involved in the marriage that the court will instruct uh, the marital home to stay intact mm-hmm. until the children have reached either uh, graduating high school or the definition of emancipation, which obvi- it will depend on, on the situation, but typically when they're through college. And then it would be a springing type of instruction, which would say, upon this event happening, then the property is sold. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we see um, if the uh, marital home, the occupant of the marital home, whether it's the husband or the wife, has the uh, financial wherewithal, they'll be uh, instructed to refinance the property and take the other spouse off of that debt obligation so that they can... Uh, freely go out and purchase another property because what happens is uh, the non-occupant ex-spouse mm-hmm. uh, is usually handcuffed to the debt of the marital house, so they're, it's very difficult for them to obtain financing unless mm-hmm. they're very well healed. Uh, so they're required to go and, and rent yeah. while this uh, while the the marital home is still occupying the the minor children or the the spouse and yeah. or minor. I children. do see that a lot, and it's you know it it really is hard because one of the two end up, and I've seen it both ways, the husband or the wife. One of them ends up in that the main house, and then the next person doesn't have the money to do anything, and they're I don't want to say stuck, but they're in this you know apartment because they're yeah. not only that they're paying child support or right. they're you know, all these other things that they're responsible for. What also I've seen, which is really scary, is when the one spouse is in the house and they're responsible, they're not responsible for the mortgage, but the other spouse is. So, and they decide, I'm not paying it, and they just don't pay. And then before you know it, we're in some other issues there. So yeah, usually there'd be a lot of court involvement if that were to happen. They'd be in mm-hmm. contempt and brought in, and you know, it, it would not be a good situation. But I've seen situations where the uh, out-of-house ex-spouse is paying a substantial amount of support, which goes to the mortgage, to the, mortgage, to the home, yeah. and then all of a sudden, yeah. guess who comes and starts living in the house is some stranger, yeah. you know, boyfriend of the ex-spouse, and I mean, there's equity and there's fairness, and that just yeah. doesn't seem fair to me. No, that doesn't seem fair to me It does happen. Either. Yeah. Well, let's get off that subject. Yes, I mean, I've please. never I've never been inside of one of those divorce courts yes. and it's I hope not, I do, uh, hope I never have to. <laughs> no, and yes, and it's not cheap, so. Yeah. And I hope my Mark is listening. Mark, don't bring me <laughs> there. <laughs> so, um I'm sure he's listening. I love you, honey. So, um I feel it. We are actually 23 years next weekend. Wow, congratulations. Yeah, 23 years. It's so funny, isn't it? Someone said that to Mark actually recently was they they exactly said just they were like, "Congratulations." He's like, "Why? I don't even feel like I'm right. halfway there." Right. So, that I thought Great. was a good response. That so, that's a good response. Yes, he's a keeper. I actually got him a mug, though, and I put it on his desk. I don't even know if he's seen it yet because he hasn't said anything to me. And it said um, um, I, something about, like, I, I would be happy to be married to me, too, or something like that. You're a lucky guy. I'd right. be happy to be married to me, too. 
So I thought that was funny. funny. <laughs> yeah, he hasn't said anything about it, so I guess he doesn't think it's so funny yet either. <laughs> so, um, again, you're listening to Talk Real Estate with Sharon McNamara and Mark Stiles here from Stiles Law. I am from Boston Connect Real Estate. I am the broker owner over here. Um, 139, we're on 139 too, but we're in Pembroke. Great location for all of the agents. I think we have 33, 34 wow. agents That's at the great. office now. That's yeah. great. You guys are really growing and making an impact on the South Shore. I can see that. Yeah, it's been, it's been wonderful. We had a really good July. August has been just as wonderful uh trish flynn who is our office manager she will always be my office manager just had her second baby pete he was just born yes so she has pete and luke now Uh, so she's going to be taking a little time off from management but she's still going to be a full-time real estate agent along with the little kitties there so that's great um one of the things too in regard to one of the things that we're seeing a lot of is multi-generational so when it comes to deeds and all of that i know it's going to go back to you know how the bank says it has to yep. be, but what are you seeing that people are doing? You know, it depends. A lot of, um, you know, there's a lot of different situations uh, with the multi-generation, and we're seeing a lot more of it lately mm-hmm. um, as, you know, um, in our economy now, you know, most families need the two incomes. Yeah. Um, bringing in uh, one of the parents or, or both, both uh, yeah. into, into the home creates a, the ability for either the reduction of childcare mm-hmm. um, or maybe the ability to um, to knock down some of the debt obligation on the home, which would allow one of the spouses to stay home yep. and not necessarily work. So um, a lot of times what we're seeing is they, they join together. Mm-hmm. They both sell their respective homes at the same time and join in together and purchase uh, what what equates to the, the perfect home, yeah. uh, whether it's an in-law apartment or just a, a larger home that has the ability to, to have uh, two families, in essence, living in this, under the same roof, keeping mm-hmm. their privacy you know, intact. Yeah. Um, depending on the situation, if there's enough equity from the two homes that have been sold, then they could purchase the property with cash. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they purchase the property with cash as a team, being the, the uh, family and then the either in-laws or the parents of, of one of the, of one of the uh, spouses, there's a lot of options on how you can hold title. Yeah. Uh, you, could, you could basically create an estate plan around the property itself. Mm-hmm. Um, however, in a situation where that's not possible and, and lending is required or, or borrowing is required, then the lender or investor uh, would, would dictate, Which again, matters. how the property yeah. is, is to be held. Uh, t- typically, it would be all four adults would yeah. be listed as owners of the property. Uh, sometimes we set it up so that it's uh, you know, Susie and Joe being the, chil- the child and, and spouse uh, as husband and wife, jointly held with Edith and Al, uh-huh. you know the uh, the grandparents you know, of the home, yep. in essence, um, jointly together, so that as people leave us mm-hmm. and pass over to the other side, mm-hmm. where you know there's kind of an estate plan intact with the deed in itself. Because yeah. that's one of the things that I would think that we would that people would want to have that planned out especially because now I'm thinking of Susie not being the only daughter. Right. Maybe there's three other yep. daughters. So if Edith and Al should pass away um, you know if the house is then left I'm sure that there's going to be some confusion of how come she got all of the inheritance and all of those types of questions. So yep. again it goes back to really you need an estate plan to make sure that these things are all ironed out yeah and that should be spelled out very clearly yeah because you also don't want Susie and her husband to lose out on 
money that they put into the home. Exactly. Uh, but usually that's that's understood and uh, hopefully it's it's put on paper. Yeah. So maybe, and I'm just thinking out loud, so I, I don't know why I'm thinking this, but it's none of my business what people decide. But if they were like four siblings, maybe they're only putting a quarter of, you know, their inheritance once they sell their main home into the new multi-generational yeah. home or something like that. Yeah. And there's whatever. a, lot, there's of, there's so a lot of ways to deal with it, but it needs to be dealt with mm-hmm. up front. Yeah, because I certainly wouldn't want Susie and her husband to have to refinance their house right. in order to pay off debt. You know, not debt, but, you know, for the inheritance for everybody else. Right. So. I see Madison over there typing away, texting away over there. Um, so you heard the doorbell. That just gives me a minute or two to just talk a little bit about real estate. Uh, there's going to be lots of open houses going on on the South Shore this weekend. If you uh, want to go to some of those open houses, you can go to bostonconnect.com or you can go to southshoreopenhouses.com. Find all the open houses, not only in this area for Boston Connect, but throughout the whole area with all of the open houses that are available. If you're going to be at the beach or doing something fun like a cookout and you want a private one-on-one show, please feel free to call the office and we can make sure we get you into these houses to see them uh, one-on-one, which I sort of prefer anyways. I like to open up people's cabinets and closets (laughs) and make sure there's enough space for other people's stuff when we're in there. You can call us at the office, 781-826-7300 or my cell phone, 781-294-4848. So Mark, final thoughts for our final minutes here in summing all of this up. Um, other than the ta- the tag football, which I can't wait to go see. Flag. What, flag. what did I say? Tag. I ta- oh, isn't it the same thing, really? <laughs> no, because you actually have to break pull. down and pull the flag off. Where's the flag? Where is it hanging? Around their waist on oh. a belt. Oh, okay. Yeah. Not the same thing, really. Eh, not really. Okay. <laughs> How can people get in touch with you? <laughs> uh, the best way to get in touch with me is by uh, telephone at 781-319-1900. One more uh, time. 781-319-1900. Mm-hmm. And uh, please come and visit our website at yes. styles-law.com where we have all of our blogs hosted on the website under the tab blogs. We try to uh, entertain the reader with some uh Uh, tidbits about the real estate process and how to buy and sell uh, with some Zen features to it as well. Yeah, it was actually, it was very good. I was on there today. So again, go to Mark Stiles' uh, website and check out his blog. We'll have his information on bostonconnect.com as well. So have a great weekend. Thank Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Sharon. Thanks, Madison. Thank you.